Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, where you have given us your word to hear, your word that proclaims us forgiven, your word that proclaims us righteous in Jesus, and your word that guides us. We pray, Lord, that you would remove distractions from our hearts and minds and open our ears to hear your word. In your Son, Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want you to take a little trip down memory lane, go back to about first or second grade, and this is going to sound really familiar. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Nah, it's a lie. Words hurt. Words are hard to deal with, and you know this. I mean, I, I've had words spoken to me and in my ears throughout my growing up that remain with me because they hurt. They're hard to forget. Those words that land upon our ears from a loved one or even from someone we look up to, maybe even within the church. Those words that call us weak, those words that call us sinful, those words that call us unworthy. Now, many of those words are absolutely true. It doesn't take away the hurt. And when we start to hear words that break apart relationships as well, those hurt too. The times when words come flying out of our mouths and we know that they have now exited our lips and they're in midair and landing upon the ears of our loved one and you just see their countenance drop. Whether it's a brother to a brother saying, man, I wish you weren't even part of the family. Whether it's a spouse to a spouse saying, I don't love you anymore. See, those words hurt. And they don't go away easily, if ever at all. See, and then we start to look around us and see the things that other people have, and words crop up in our hearts and our minds, words of jealousy, words of covetousness, words that we may not actually say, but words that we hold on to nonetheless because we start to wonder why does that other person have something that I don't? Why has God moved his presence from me and into their lives? See, the devil works in dark places. And the devil works through all kinds of schemes and manners to get our eyes away from Jesus and onto the words that crop up out of hate and sin. Make us feel justified in those words. Make us feel okay with those words. And those words hurt. Jesus, in the darkness of the night, after sundown on the Sabbath, after teaching all day and casting out demons, he goes home to heal Peter's mother-in-law. And then the whole city gathers people around. And as those people are gathered around, he's healing many from all their various diseases, and he's casting out many demons all throughout the night, for the devil in the dark is working to separate these people from God, but Christ in the middle of it is doing something about it. And you can imagine the excitement and the wonder and the amazement that's going on at that time as people are coming to the door of Peter's house, and, 
as Jesus is healing them, or as they're walking away in their right mind, not controlled by any other demon anymore, but being able to walk away and sing praises about this man in front of them who's doing God things, and they try and wrestle with that and figure that out, but realize that maybe it is just God in our presence taking care of everything, and how beautiful that is. You know that feeling when everything seems to be going right and we praise God for everything that seems to be going right in our lives. And as the night tarried on and the morning came dark before the sun ever even rose, Jesus walked away to go pray, to get into a place of solitude. Yet more and more were looking for him. He had not cast out every demon and he had not healed every disease, though he had taken care of many. The disciples who he had just recently called looked at him and said, Jesus, they're all looking for you. Why don't we come back? There's a following here. We can get a mega church going here, Jesus. There are plenty of people here that are going to follow you and give you notoriety and lift you up and be our followers. Look at the momentum and the popularity we have here right now. And there's more to do. And Jesus said, it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go preach to all of the surrounding areas of Galilee. It's time for me to take my word elsewhere. Or at least speak my word elsewhere. That's kind of hard to wrestle with. Thanks be to God for the people that he took care of while he was there. But what about the other folks that were at the end of the line? What about their situation? What about the ones that still had the demons? What about the ones who were still sick? What about those who Jesus walked away from? What do they have? What are they left with? They're still in their possession. They're still in their sickness. I mean, did Jesus forget about them? What about you? And the things that hurt in your life, where's Jesus in the middle of all of that? As we deal with the sicknesses, as we deal with the deaths, as we deal with the darkness within our hearts, where is Jesus' word in the middle of all that? Has he left us and left us in the middle of that dark time just to go on somewhere else? It's something hard that we wrestle with. And a lot of times we get stuck within the darkness of that doubt and stay there. Yet see, Jesus didn't leave them completely not by any means remember what he came to do when he first walked into town what did he do he preached the good news of god that the kingdom of god was at hand that it was in its active reign and rule present among the creation once again that god's hand was active in making things right between the creation and the creator that jesus was present and he was preaching A word, a word that is not taken away from us, even though it may feel like his presence is gone, his word remains. His word remained with those people. They still knew that the kingdom of God was at hand, and they would see it in just a couple of years to come as Jesus would go to the cross, as he would take his life up to that cross and place it into a place where we would deserve God's wrath, but he would hang there for us. And his word would remain. His word would still be present with us. His word even remains to this day. 
through the darkness, through the doubt, through the diseases, through all of the devil's work, from that time until now, Jesus' word still remains. The kingdom of God is still present, and the working of God is still active. As his spirit continues to draw people unto himself and point people to Christ, to point people to the truth, to point people to his word. Scripture that we read, his word, present and active. Jesus upon the cross, the very word made flesh, dying for our sins and rising again for our life. And even though he ascends to the right hand of God and is not physically present, more often than not, his word is still present. His promises are still true. And when he promises to be in the midst of communion, whenever we're able to receive that at your home or if you're in the in-person worship services and at your home, if Pastor Bob or I get a chance to bring it to you, he's present there. His word and his body present together in that moment for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. His word wrapped around us in our baptism and present throughout our whole life. His word that does not go away but remains every moment of every day. Remains until the day that he will be present with us once again. And it will not go away even then. And all the darkness and all the death and all the diseases will absolutely go away at that time when Christ comes back, but his word will continue to remain for he is the word. Sticks and stones may break our bones, but God's word saves us. It will never hurt us, but save us. And you have been saved by that word. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us through Jesus. And by your word, as you continue to give us opportunity to hear your word daily, that you Show us of your love for us, your grace that you give us, your mercy that you pour out on us. And we pray, Father, that you would continue to fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit. Lead us by that same Spirit to proclaim your word in all the places that you send us so that our neighbor would hear it. Because we know by what you have proclaimed to us that we're forgiven by you through all that Jesus has done for us. And in his name we pray.